Hello and welcome to another episode of Sleep Stories. If you've missed some of the other episodes, basically this is um, a series of stories that I'm coming up with almost randomly. The first three episodes that I did, it was very random. Um, or at least the first two. I think the last one I was narrating a story I'd written. But generally the idea when I started this podcast was just to recite stories completely randomly and just take it one sentence at a time and see where it leads. I'm just trying different techniques to see what really works. With this episode, what I've done is I've written down a somewhat rudimentary structure. So it's really like just talking points that I can just pick up and just go with. Um, and yeah, so I hope you enjoy this one. This story is called Jonas, and it is a very descriptive and visual story because I think listening to stories that are visual helps us sleep better. I found myself when I go through times when I can't sleep, if I just imagine a very visual story, it puts me right to sleep. So I'm hoping that I can help you sleep if you're struggling. And um, yeah, I hope you enjoy it. Episode 4 Jonas Jonas had been driving for quite a long time now. It was roughly around 8 o'clock, but he'd stopped watching the time. It's one of those things that when you're driving and then when you hit a highway and it's slightly outside of town, everything just melts into randomness and you just keep going and you forget your sense of time and you forget your sense of distance as well. And this is where Jonas was. He's been driving for the last couple of hours and he knows where he is going and it's not home and it's not to meet any friends. It's actually a pub that he knows that's way out of town. If you're in Scotland, you'll know this. There's a place called the Hadrian's Wall and that's on the border between Scotland and England. It's actually a very long wall that was built around Roman times and it was built by the Scots to keep the Romans from coming in. And that wall is still there. And there was something that about that wall that Jonas really liked. Well, it wasn't the wall per se. He'd visited the wall when he was a kid a couple of times because his dad was really into archaeology and, and Roman stuff and stories. But for Jonas... It was more that he knew there was a pub there that he really enjoyed. And he'd finished work at 8 today. And he didn't really fancy going home as to why he's driving so much. And he didn't really fancy meeting any of his friends as to why he is driving so much. He just wanted to be back in this pub. And this pub was called the Great Black Wall. And he remembers that name because he saw it when he was a child. He used to go there with his dad to grab dinner when he used to visit the Hadrian's Wall. Now, this is February, so there isn't much tourists. And there isn't that many people around this part of town, especially at this time of the night. And when he's driving, the roads are super quiet. And at times, if he picks the right spots, he, he'll elevate straight up and he'll touch these foggy roads. Because what you'll notice about the roads when you drive towards Adrian's Wall in Scotland is that the roads tend to go up and down quite violently. And that's because Romans didn't really have the idea of working around elevations like how roads are made now. Back then, it was just point A to B. It was straight through. If there's a hill, you build the road over the hill. 
and that's just the way the way that Romans did it. So here was Jonas just going up and down in his car, and whenever the road elevated really high, like I said, there were some foggy patches that you would drive through, and it was very peaceful. Although it was night and it was foggy and it was pitch black, there was absolutely nothing eerie about it. There was a coldness about the night, but it was a welcoming coldness for Jonas. Normally, Jonas visits this pub on Wednesdays because it's too late to start and it's too early to finish, so no one really knows what to do at that end of the day. So Jonas knew that on those days, the people that were there or the people that were around were not really wanting to be there, but didn't really want to avoid it neither. It's almost like a day in limbo, and anyone who ventures out on Wednesdays just ventures into limbo unknowingly. So Jonas knows the road quite well. He doesn't need a GPS or anyone to tell him what left to take or what right to avoid. He just knew how to get there. And that day, Jonas was particularly in limbo. But there was something about that night that made everything special because... There were clouds, and clouds have a way of bouncing back the air and the light back into the world. And that reflection was somehow what Jonas really needed today. So Jonas kept driving, and the thing about the Great Black Wall was that you would easily miss it, because there's not really any road signs that tell you where to stop or that there's a hospitality place coming up or an inn coming up in three miles with the little plate and fork icon so you know you can eat there. It didn't have none of that because this pub wasn't really supposed to be there. Because the person who owned it, who's owned it for decades and before him it was his family, wasn't really interested in running a pub. None of his family was interested in running a pub. They just happened to be in this place and they just found a way of staying in this place and remaining in this place because that's all they really cared about, which is staying connected to that piece of land that this pub was built on. Jonas didn't have any problems missing this pub because he's been here quite a few times already and he knows what to look out for there's a moment when the wall on the left side, the, the old stone wall that's just placed by hand, there's a point when that comes to an end. And when that wall comes to an end, you have to be looking because you'll see another wall just right behind it that has been painted black. But if you're driving fast, it's easy to miss. But he knew exactly at which point he had to look. So Jonas parked right into this space, into this big wide space, right in front of the black wall. And he turned off the engine. The thing that always remains constant for Jonas is that he only visits the black wall late at night. And the parking lot is always empty. There was a slight blue hue bounced back from the clouds and the moon. But apart from that, it was pretty dark. 
There weren't even that many cars zooming past or engines or lights or nothing to really distract you from this darkness, which for Jonas was very welcoming. But what you do see is this stone house just on the edge of that wall. And it's too small to think it's a house and it's big enough to not miss it. It's just there unassuming, but assuming in its own way. And there's this bright orange glow that comes out of this cold stone house. And it's so warm and it's so welcoming and it's like a breath of light into this darkness that made the night. The reason that the black wall was so quiet all the time was that Without tourists, there's really nothing here. There's actually no point in having this pub where it is, but from hundreds of years ago, there were many farmers that were around here who used to come to this pub. But with time and Facebook and Instagram and binary, there just isn't that much of a need for farms that there used to be. But there were still a few peppered around that would come and visit the Black Wall. And there were few individuals who would venture out from the depths of the city just to experience this vastness all on its own. So Jonas got out of his car and walked straight to the pub and opened the door and he heard the little bell jingle. And he felt the warmth of that light just touch his face and there was that smell from the fryer. That smell that you get when you fry potatoes or batter. It's that kind of wholesome smell that you can't take it all in one go. You have to kind of like whiskey take it sip by sip. So Jonas took off his coat and hung it on the empty coat rack. And he walked up to the bar and ordered him a glass of Kalila. And it's the same bartender that's always been there. And even when he was a kid and he used to come in here, it was that same man. But he never remembers Jonas. In fact, I don't think he remembers anyone who comes in there. Or maybe he remembers them, but at least pretends not to, so he doesn't have to engage in any banter. He just serves the folk and goes back right into his newspaper or a book or the TV or just eating some peanuts as he does most of the time. So Jonas took his glass of Kalila and he walked towards the fireplace. He would always sit on this wooden chair that was right next to this really comfy armchair. And this is the kind of armchair that when you sit on it just hugs you. Is that warmth you get from something that is so soft and it's just the epitome of the word comfort. But Jonas preferred rather to sit in this wooden chair. Because there was something about that smell of varnish, how it smelt of the old but the new, how it smelt of earth and alchemy. There was something about the chair that welcomed him and it wasn't to do with the physical comfort. There was something about the story that that chair had that filled him with comfort. 
You see, because normally where he works, he sits in a very comfortable chair. Where he lives, he has a comfortable sofa and a comfortable bed. And when he goes for a walk, he's got these comfortable trainers. When he has a shower, it's this comfortable warm water. When he wants to order food, it's just this comfortable app that just does everything for him. That's the thing about Jonas's life. It's that it's very comfortable. So he didn't need more of that. When he sees this chair, it was comfort. But there was more comfort in the story of the discomfort that it had. So if you didn't know what Kalila is, it's a type of whiskey that you get in Scotland. So Jonas took a sip of this whiskey and he swirled it round his mouth. And as he sat down on the chair in that movement, he swallowed the whiskey. And as he sat down, he exhaled out the fumes of the whiskey and with it went the entire day. As the past blurs back into nothingness, the present comes into focus. And in it, everything that surrounded him compressed into absolute nothingness. And from it, there were these pictures that crackled down. Like the little pops of the firewood. And the breeze and the gust of the flames as it engulfed parts of the wood. He just let all these moments just seep right into him here and now. And the crystal clear reflection on the whiskey glass reflected himself. So Jonas just took a moment to enjoy that moment. And when he did, he just took his glass and put it on that red stool right between himself and that armchair just facing the fire. And he leaned back and rolled up both his sleeves and rested his arm on the chair. And he could feel that warmth of the, f of the wood on his right side where it had been sitting next to the fire. And it was comforting, like that really warm water when you have a bath. But this was something more wholesome than that, and as if the entire being of himself had just experienced this warmth and then he began to relax, unwind and he just sat there really doing nothing, waiting for nothing trying to figure out nothing that's what he liked about this pub, that it was right in the middle of this vastness of nothingness. And in there you could go in to experience the freedom of nothingness. Then everything starts to make sense. It's strange how when you're with everything and right in the middle of everything, nothing makes sense. 
And right when you're in the middle of nothing, everything suddenly starts to make sense. And this is the food, or you could call it the medicine, that Jonas would just come by and have now and again when life got a bit too busy, when he found himself in the middle of everything again. It wasn't that he was getting away, he was actually getting inside. Because we get outside and stay outside sometimes for way too long. And it's nice if there's something in the world that can remind you of that door that you can open to step inside and just be. You can look around this pub and you'd see the old wall made out of stones, some old pictures hung in the corner. There wasn't any kind of real order to everything. It was just as if everything was just born into this moment just because. No one came through and ordered everything in this establishment apart from maybe the armchair and the red stool and the chair. But everything else had a certain feeling of randomness about it. And there was peace in that. There was a sense of wildness about the interior of this pub that made it seem real. So Jonas would just sit here and just remind himself of all these things and allow himself to forget everything. And all it takes is the time for him to sip through that small glass of Kalila. And when he'd done so, he would take it back to the pub and he would put on his jacket and he would walk back out and he would sit in his car for a period of time until he was sure that he was sober. And it was nice to sit in the car straight after because you realize that back in this vast darkness, there was something you took that stays with you. There's that light that's seeping out of that house that now seeps out of you. There's something that remains with you and will remain with you for a period of time until it's gone and all you do is come back order a glass of Kalila and you sit next to the fire and you just take a moment to enjoy that moment.